Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, January the 19th. Wherever you are, I wish you every good uh, this day and and certainly feeling and enjoying the presence of God, the nearness of God uh, to you today. So let's continue to walk uh, as we have been uh, through Mark's gospel, um, one verse right after the other. Uh, When you only have 16 chapters, I think they take advantage of every little bit. And so that's what we're doing as well. Today, Mark chapter 2 verses 23 to 28. It will follow on the heels of our uh, gospel yesterday. So let's uh, break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was passing through a field of grain on the Sabbath, his disciples began to make a path while picking the heads of grain. At this, the Pharisees said to him, Look, Why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and his companions were hungry? How he went into the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of offering that only the priests could lawfully eat and shared it with his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man not man for the Sabbath. That is why the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know why, and and again, I'm sure you've heard this gospel, uh, you know, dozens of times. And and I've heard it that many times, too. I don't know why, but, but... I think much of the time, uh, I, I always thought that the disciples were getting the dickens because they were going through a field of grain, picking the heads off the grain, and the Pharisees were upset with them about, you know, what are, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath, uh, as more taking what is not theirs. I mean, the grain, the field of grain, obviously they weren't farmers, it wasn't their field, that they were walking through somebody else's uh, grain field, and they were taking the heads of wheat, picking them and eating them. And that was a, an act of taking what is not theirs. And that's what I was focusing on rather than on the idea of work. So let's, let's talk a little bit about Sabbath. Again, don't mean to be uh, rudimentary and, and uh, forgive if, if that's what I am doing. The Jewish law was brilliant on so many levels, but one of the things that it did was give, it, give us the idea of Sabbath. And Sabbath, brothers and sisters, it, it wasn't known. We take it for granted that we have weekends now, but we stand on the shoulders of the Jewish people. And uh, what was common in those days is you know, the, again, remember, the law came out of their time of slavery in Egypt. And what they learned was that the Egyptians worked them every day. And there was no off day. And, and uh, how they were worn down and, uh, and literally died in that everyday enslavement. And uh, realized the need for rejuvenation and uh, that idea of Sabbath came to be. And, of course, it was codified in law uh, when Moses brought the Ten Commandments down from God. 
uh, off of Sinai that it was, you know, we are to keep holy the Sabbath. It was the third one after, after keeping God central and keeping God's name holy that keeping holy the Sabbath uh, and, and, of course, that, that idea comes out of the creation of, of God in seven days, how he rested on the seventh day. Uh, and, uh, it, but it, it's so much more, brothers and sisters, than, than uh, just a day we keep holy the Sabbath by going to Mass. Well, of course, that is one way. But we keep holy the Sabbath, brothers and sisters, by remembering when we check out of the world that the world is still going to be okay. And I mean that for a day, that, that we don't have to be in charge. We don't have to carry the world on our shoulders, or even our small world, by the way. Um, that, that God invites us into that place of joy, literally. He invites us into that place that says, what brings you joy? Make sure you do that today. Uh, and, um, and, and make sure uh, that it, you know, whether that is just being on the phone or being on a Zoom call or being in the presence of loved ones or whether that's picking up a book under a blanket in front of the fireplace or whether that is going on a walk or, or whether that is whatever it is that says this is rejuvenating to you. And this reminds us, by the way, again, as I was saying, brothers and sisters, that again, it's saying, God, it's that wonderful old uh, saying that John the 23rd would say before he went to bed. Every night, Lord, this is your church. You take care of it till I, you know, I'll pick it back up in the morning. This is Pope John the 23rd, you know, 1958 to, to 1963. Lord, this is your church. We, we, we pick it up and we do our best to work along with, by the way. It's not ours. But Lord, this is yours. It's that attitude. That's what Sabbath is. Lord, this is your world. This is your church this is your life. Uh, these works that I'm about, that I get so anxious about, they are yours. All this, brothers and sisters, Sabbath. Sabbath. I didn't mean to talk about any of this stuff when I picked this up today, but here I am, going off at length. So anyway, the disciples are moving through this uh, grain field and picking the heads off of the wheat on a Sabbath day. And... Um, the Pharisees, of course, had taken the law of Moses, what came down the mountain in Sinai, uh, Exodus chapter 20, and codified it out through, you know, and you can read that, you know, in the, in the rest of the law. I mean, to the point where, what is it, 613 laws that they had taken from the Ten Commandments. And you could walk so many feet on a Sabbath day. If you walked more than 50 feet, if you walked 51 uh, that was considered work. And, and if you uh, were to, you know, Jesus references it later, you know, rescue something out of a well, um, that, uh, that, well, that's work on a Sabbath. You can't do that. Sorry, you just got to leave that person or that animal in the well. Um, and, and again, so the Sabbath, that, that becomes a God unto itself, an idol unto itself. And what Jesus is inviting us to do here is saying, listen, what's more important? The, the fact that these people are picking grain off of wheat, which is considered work on a Sabbath and therefore against the law. Or the fact that they are hungry uh, and their hunger is taken care of 
and it serves their humanity. It serves their being. It's the, um, gosh, my, my father-in-law in a conversation, we were just chatting about it this weekend. It's the old axiom or the old story, not axiom, the story Les Miserables. If you're not familiar with the, the book or the movie Les Miserables or the musical, by the way, they're all just terrific, um, amazing. But it's the whole idea of Jean Valjean, uh, his sister's family was poor and was uh, dying of starvation uh, for lack of work and lack of food. And so he steals a loaf of bread for them, gets caught, and has to serve 20 years in jail. Now, the injustice of that seems overwhelming. You know, and, and what's the greater good here? He stole. He broke the law. There's no doubt about that. But there were people that were dying. What is the higher good here? And I think that's where Jesus is inviting us. Uh, as I said, my father-in-law was just, he, he did not reference Les Mis, by the way. He just said, you know, I think that, 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 you know, I don't know why he brought it up, but he used that exact example. I think it's okay to steal on occasion if that's, if, if you know, there's a greater good being served. Now, if you know my father-in-law, he just kind of speaks, you know, out of the blue on things like that. And kind of like the wind, we don't know where it's coming or from or where it's going to, but but there it is. And, um, and so we brought that up. But again, it, it brings this idea up. What, where does the law point us? The Sabbath was made for man, meaning the, the law was made to serve humanity, not the other way around, that humanity serves the law. Now, here's the danger. And it's uh, the last thing I think I'll talk about here. Here's the danger. We don't want the law to serve me. That's not what I'm saying, nor do I think that's what Jesus is saying. I don't think he's saying the Sabbath was made for Joe or the Sabbath was made for Sally and not Sally for the Sabbath. Because then again, it's saying whatever our selfish desires are, are more important than any law. I don't think that's it at all. I think he's saying the Sabbath was made for humanity, for the common good, for the larger good. And if there is a larger good that is being blocked because of the law, then we need to take a look at that law and say, what are we doing here? Is there something larger? Do we need to rethink this law in these circumstances for this purpose because it's blocking this good, this common good to come about? I mean, my friends, <clears throat> this is just an example. Again, forgive if it's a dumb one. Um, we just came off uh, uh, the Christmas season. How wonderful that was. But Joseph broke the law. Mary was pregnant. She was pregnant not by him. In a, um, <clears throat> and, in, and according to the law, it says he was a good and righteous man. But he didn't want her exposed to the law. Because if he brought up, hey, this woman is pregnant and it's not my child... Uh, she would most likely have been stoned to death. That's what the law would have done. And we would not have celebrated uh, Christ's birth. Instead, he decided to divorce her quietly, which was an act against the law, but in favor of not only the common good of the time, in favor of the good of all, of humanity. 
And so we need to be, brothers and sisters, judicious. And we need to be uh, women and men of discernment and invite God into that. If it was as simple as saying, just give me a law and I'll follow it, we become robots. And God wants more than that from us. He wants our heart. He wants our, our investment. He wants us to wrestle with it. And, and, and really to get in the stew, as my former moral theology teacher used to say, get in there and wrestle with what, what is the greater good here? What is the, is the highest good? And, and how do I serve that even if it fits outside of what the culture, the, the um, laws of our state, the laws of our church would say? How do we do that in a, in a manner that doesn't serve me? No, 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 I'm not God, capital G, or small g. How does it serve God, capital G, and serve the common good of humanity? And if there are things that are blocking that, how do we either confront that to change it or work around it? What is it that we serve and what serves the higher purpose here? Okay. That's enough for today. Let's pray, shall we? Again, just uh, let's bring our intentions before our Blessed Mother, trusting that she um, knows exactly where to place them. And so we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Uh, Again, I wish you every good, and I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow.